I can't I can't tell you what hotel I'm saying at, but there are two trees involved. It is a double tree watch. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 133 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandan, and with me, as always, my Orland bro, most awesome. I'm your land bro? Is that what you said? Orland bro. Because I'm Orland Orlando. bro. Okay, okay. Very good. Yes. Uh, you are city fun <laughs> please find another city God damn it. Throw on it my um, fort and, ladder pal oh, i don't no, know san antonio bro san antonio bro san antonio uh, that bro one, that's not as easy as san antonio bro it's not as easy as oh damn it uh should we just stop the pod ah oh, man we blew uh, it you know, we fucking, yeah now nah, we started recording we'll keep going guys we've got a jam-backed episode 133 for your eardrums we're doing a rip from the headlines we're doing nba postseason volume three uh, we're going to hit that inbox long overdue. We got to dig in there and clean some shit out. Some good questions. Uh, doing the Neapolitan showdown. We're doing best ice creams. I know I ask you this every time, but we have not done this before. I know we've ranked ice cream flavors. I feel like I remember you saying Rocky Road, and then I talked about bubblegum ice cream. <clears throat> oh, no. Have we, is this a duplicate? Are we running this back? <laughs> you know what? I've, I could use the pressure off my shoulders. It was going to happen. Like, I'm tired of wondering every week. Let's just get one out of our system if it there is. You go. Uh, there and then, in a gambling corner, we're going to do DraftKings, their Super Pool. Uh, Super Pool. We're tackling that. This season, we are entering it. Uh, I want to figure out our plan of attack. How we're going to decide how we're going to agree on what teams we want to pick. Ooh, I like this. like that. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. We are doing Brandani. Uh, no, that's the gambling corner. Let's get it together. Rip from the headlines. There you uh, go. NBA postseason volume three. What are we talking about that this week, brother? Because, baby, we are one step closer. Some teams are advancing. We're getting close here. We're liking what we're seeing in the NBA playoffs. We want to talk more about it. We do want to talk because things keep changing. Uh, I think since the last time we talked, no big – I mean, we can, kick, we can kick some of this shit to the curb. Like, the Clips are going to take care of the Nuggets. Yes. So, just put yeah. that over. Put that in the trash bin. They're up 3-1. You're good. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um. And the other one is uh, okay. The rest of these we can talk about. Yeah. So um, LA up on the Rockets, two to one. Other uh, playing tonight. That might be in like the they're almost there. As we're recording this, they are ten points up with nine and a half seconds left. So effectively, the Lakers, uh, as we're recording, as you're not listening, are up three one. Most likely could advance to the conference finals, but we will see. Clippers yeah, so- the Lakers. Yeah, so let me um, not hit the third rail of covering something we just talked about last week. So right, let's, right. let's not get lost in the sauce of just like has hardened. I'm kind just of getting lost in your eyes, baby. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I like the pop. <laughs> um, 
Oh, but it's really hard for, so just give me, give me a new take on this. Um, let's say our, is this more of a product of LeBron James doing what he said he was going to do with Anthony Davis and kind of figuring out their shit and then peaking at the right time? Yeah. I mean, it, and the Rockets, I mean, it's really the, the biggest thing I would say is the Rockets really don't have an answer for Antonio, uh, uh, Eric, excuse me, Anthony Davis. Woo. Anthony this, Davis. This is a Thursday pod. This is I know. like, this is what we call this a dress rehearsal that we just happened to record. Oh, this, is a, this is a walkthrough that we're recording. <laughs> I'm going to call an audible on that. Yeah. It's Anthony like, it's Davis. like when you go to see a play, you're just like, Oh cool. Like we're really going to see a play. You're just like, Oh, this is a stage reading. Okay. So I'm going to sit here and like everyone has their scripts with them. And Get my glasses adjusted. Through it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just haven't had a real answer for Anthony Davis. Uh, LeBron's played very well, but Anthony Davis has been the centerpiece. I mean, they just don't have an answer for to defend and, and, you know, they, they stopped him game one, but that was about it. Since then he's kind of ran off a tear and tonight he's 29 and uh, 12, 30 points basically and, and 12 rebounds. Uh, LeBron 16, you know, really kind of that, that hybrid power forward spot, 16 points, 15 rebounds, nine assists, just really kind of operating the offense. Right now, for the Lakers, it's just a two-man game, which effectively, if you talk about the Clippers, is kind of where they're at too, right? It's Kawhi all day and a little help out from from Paul George. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to really think who's played better competition up to this point, like the Clippers or the Lakers. Like this is going to be a rude awakening for both of them, right? Like it's just kind of like two freight trains moving towards each other that are just like, all right, I hope you're peaking at the right time because, right. you know, really kind of. Was Dallas kind of fun to watch? Sure. Did I pick them over the Clippers? But I'm also an idiot. But, like, right now, it's just kind of like Clippers next. Like, Nuggets probably, obviously, out of the eight teams left, the weakest of those eight, I would say. And then we have uh, the Lakers that kind of the game plan for the Rockets isn't, like, insane, like, mad science chemistry. Like, you know what they're coming with. And so right. it's kind of like if you can hack that or – and that's the great thing about it is, too, you don't even have to hack it. Like, if they're just off with their three ball, then – or if Harden kind of has that one game of series where he disappears, then you can take control of it. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing, too. It's really for them – you know, Harden tonight, two of 11 from three-point land, only 21 points. It's – when he's off, it becomes – their offense – becomes a little bit more uh you know they can they can handle it defenses can handle it because Westbrook isn't going to jack up a bunch of threes he's just going to drive and try and draw fouls Harden is going to try he's the jack of all trades right he can drive he can get to the lane he can do step back wild threes he really controls the offense if he's off it all kind of falls suit and they're not as they're not as dangerous in the playoffs um and, and and that's the the Achilles heel. What we've always kind of said with this with this experiment of the of the Rockets, if something's a slightly off, if isn't humming perfectly, they're a very beatable team, especially in playoff basketball. Especially when you have to face a team, you know, in in a seven game series and win out four. If they don't, if they aren't humming on all cylinders, it's very easy. So to your grand point is the lip the Clippers and Lakers like it's going to be an interesting matchup just for the simple fact that from a gambling perspective, from a prediction standpoint, it's going to be hard to tell like which one's really found their rhythm or if they've just won because they're just 
overall had better talent and better players and the teams that they were playing haven't found their rhythm. So it's like, I, I'm not sure if. Yeah. And also, and also kind of see that last four minute, like, you know, LeBron James, like a quiet Kawhi, like who wants it? Yeah, like yeah. They, they haven't really had, you know, just kind of been painted into a corner and see some of these like high level competitors just like swing their way out. So it's going to be, it'll be fun, really fun to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, and that's a great point too. Cause I, t- just touching on that, like these two games could, this series could very well come down to like mano a mano battles, Kawhi versus LeBron. If he's got it going um, where it's just basically like the offense clears out. Right. And yep. then lets these guys operate and do their things in kind of those crunch time minutes, which I, I don't necessarily know if is the most like enjoyable basketball to watch, but from like a theater standpoint, from a drama standpoint, that becomes very exciting. We love to watch these like one V one matchups that are, you know, especially when guys are going at it at a high level. What would it be like the one V one matchup? Would it be, is Kawhi going to stay on LeBron? Ooh, that'd be an interesting question i mean because the size isn't quite there i know like you know the wingspan on Kawhi is awesome and you know one of the if not the best defender in the league right it still seems like that bully ball we like to see lebron play you might be able to get away with just kind of backing into Kawhi and like just pushing him down in the paint yeah it might be one of those things like uh, last couple minutes of like important possessions or like an important like right before halftime or a quarter if they're making a run I could see Le- uh, Kawhi moving out onto LeBron to check him, but I wouldn't see him checking him for the whole game, right? Or, you know, whatever the whole yeah. game. Just because uh, they want to, you know, again, load management, protect Kawhi and his, you know, exertion, because he's going to have to put so much out on the offensive end too. You don't want to burn him out on both ends. So you could see like a rotation of them moving through it. Marcus Morris will get a, you know, a blow on, a lot of a lot of run on 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 uh, LeBron early on and just kind of tire him out and wear him down because he's a you know big guy with size that can match up kind of quickness and and side to side you know uh, laterally can match up with LeBron a little bit better but then eventually I think in the crunch time minutes you'll see Kawhi come out there and check him. Okay, so I can go fuck myself if I give this the podcaster jinx, but I want to ask the question before the teams are actually playing each other in the semifinals about this Lakers Clippers matchup. Give, give me this hot take. And you know what? Maybe we're beating everybody to it. That's what we're going to start doing. We're going to right. start talking about the NBA finals. We're going to start talking about NFL week six. We're right, just going to stay right, ahead. Right, right, right. Yeah. We're talking Pro Bowl already. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, how, what's the Clippers' number one game plan to exploit the Lakers and to get an advantage and vice versa? What's going to be the Lakers' thoughts about getting their advantage on against the Clippers? Um. Clippers' biggest advantage, right, they really want to – so they don't have the size matchup. They want to get in there, much like they've done with anything, is, is exploit the guard play of the Lakers, right, both offensively and defensively. We want – on defense, we want to take LeBron and Anthony Davis as far away from the basket, pull them away as possible, get them out of there, and, and isolate their, their, their negative matchups kuzma danning green defensively that's what they want to attack um so you know paul george is going to need to step up offensively to carry some of that to to hit that spot up corner three to 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 be the paul george that we're accustomed to so that's what the clippers are trying to do to exploit the lakers um offensively defensively for 
the, or, or I guess for the Lakers offensively, their expert is the two man game between LeBron. They want to get a lot of pick and rolls. They want yep. to get, because Zubac is a, is a good defender, but they really haven't been playing in the rotations as much Zubac. Uh, so he's their only real big that can really defend Anthony Davis. They're, you know, Montrez Harrell is, is a small guy, not a great defender. Jamichael Green, not a great defender uh, and not a big guy. So they really want to exploit high screen pick and rolls and they just need to get, they get, need to get bailed out by a little bit of, of, of three point shooting from Kuzma or Green. But their main attack is just really getting movement with Anthony Davis and just just exploiting the, the, the mismatching and the switches of the, of the Clippers. So that's kind of offensively where they need to be. Defensively, it's always going to be the same, I would say, is defend the corner three. Don't let get too much penetration in the lane. Don't get beat up on the offensive rebounds if you're either team, uh, especially the Clippers on the defensive end. They don't want to let, you know, multiple possessions between LeBron and, and uh, Davis pulling down offensive rebounds. They, they can't handle that. So, um, you know, that's the thing. Is, is And it's always going to be in, in conference final games, it's always going to be the unexpected guy. Who's the guy that's going to step up, you know, the, the Alex Caruso's, right? The yeah. Lou Williams. Who are those guys that are going to come up big in big moments when you're, when you're least relying on your bench and your role players to, to step up? That's yeah. when you're, that's when you're going to see some, some, some big things. So we'll, I'm interested to see that. That's good. All right. Be careful. Let's leave some shit for volume four. Okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Volume yeah. four. Uh, real fast right now. Um, everyone on every podcast that deals with sports right now is talking about Giannis Bucks early exit. If he's yeah. traded or whatever, let's keep this super quick. Let's give credit, credit, uh, credits due to the heat. We dug into that plenty last week. So if you like listening about sports that happened 10 days ago, check out episode 132. but we're here right now. So we'll get to it. Um, is the 2019 bucks. Is that the furthest they're going to make it for the next decade? I mean, there's, there's not a lot of room to grow, right? I mean, yeah. the, you know, and I think even if you do, if you move Giannis, like, is, this is the typical thing, right? Like you go through it in fantasy football also. If somebody's offering you three to four players or two to three players for the one player, like they're the sum of those parts in that trade is never going to add up to just like this superstar. Yeah. So it's like to me, like I almost feel like the Bucks would have to start thinking about draft picks because that's their only option. It's just like this isn't working out or our guy's unhappy or we weren't able to get the pieces together in time. So we need kind of the role of the dice to get like another superstar to find like another diamond. In the rough. Right. Cause Chris Middleton isn't the, the, the right pair for Giannis, you know, Giannis is a modern day five, right? He's just not built like one, uh, you know, he's real lanky and thin almost in a, in that Kareem S kind of frame. We think of him as a power forward or a small forward, but he's not, he just isn't. I mean, he doesn't have the outside shooting. He's athletic. All of his, points come in and around the basket and dunks and he's just an amazing freak athlete yeah so we you really start to have to treat him as someone who needs like a guard or a creative scoring option around him i don't necessarily think chris middleton is that person no so they're gonna need to package him and uh uh bledsoe to make the salaries match up to move somebody. 
one interesting thing I don't necessarily know if I like it but was was Chris Paul early on after the exit was kind of thrown about it'd be interesting because then you can have a creative guard a veteran player the salaries he's got a big salary and so it would take a couple of those players to move back or to move him around but he's a guy who's who's a crafty guy who's got a good mid-range game and you put him in that two-man game with Giannis and Chris Paul yeah. would be something interesting to see. Is it going to be the, is it going to be the move that's going to catapult them to an, uh, an NBA title? I don't know, especially with Chris Paul's age, but what he did in Oklahoma city was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. You give, you, you give people too much time off in Milwaukee. They start thinking, why the fuck am I living in Milwaukee? And that's <laughs> right. going to go down. And that's what we're trying to avoid for this. One thing I do want to bring up, like, you know me, I don't yeah. know how salary cap shit works in the NBA or how it can go down. Why am I liking the combination of Giannis with Russell Westbrook? Right. Very similar fun? thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only- and it seems like Giannis would get like, Giannis seems like one of those, if you free him up a little bit. If you just like you take off all that pressure and I'm not saying like he folds underneath pressure, but to just like not have to be it all the time could like have him have really fun. And I think like Westbrook could get him fired up. And also I don't think Giannis, you know, is going to, I don't get his feathers ruffled. Yeah. No. And I think, I think Giannis is like a, we talked about this a little bit as a, as a unique superstar where I don't see him as like, see him as a, a, a pretty confident guy. And also I don't see him, at this point, maybe bothered by the need to like prove himself to win a championship right now. And I think he's loyal to Milwaukee and he wants to stay. Yeah. Yeah. We call that that doing a Durant. Right. Right. He's oppo Durant. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, so the only thing, the, the, the Westbrook thing, the, the Achilles heel in any Westbrook trade in today's modern game is like the inconsistent shooting. Right. Yeah. He's got the high level athleticism, you know, he's going to go balls to the wall. He's a hundred percent like fired up. But the outside shooting, if they could spread enough shooters to go around along with it, it's, I mean, Russell Westbrook is essentially a, a, a reduced version of Giannis, right? Freak athleticism, unbelievable, like, ability to get to the rim and do whatever he wants. But if you start walling him off and making him shoot jumpers or bad jumpers, he's playing right into your hands. And that's what they want with, with Westbrook. So I mean, it, I do. I, it would never happen, but like an ideal fit for Giannis, youth and probably, you know, contract-wise, would be a Devin Booker, who can mm-hmm. operate with the ball in his hands, but has the lethal shooting. You know, well, we have to remember, range. like, and because yeah, Giannis isn't like it's not a true center, you know, like he's not doing the this era center, like like a Joel Embiid, still not a true center, but at least for like twenty twenty, he's a center for all intents and purposes. But like. You're not going to get Giannis playing with his like back to the basket, just looking to get fed the entire time. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's very much in that modern ilk of a center where you want, I mean, he can, he's, he's improved his three point shot, you know, but all of his points come in and around his back the basket, all the action comes around the basket. He's probably your best rim defender on the other end too. Um, and he has the size and strength to kind of hold up in the, in the post. So yes, he's not a center by definition, but he's he's very much I think what the modern center will see. He might be a little on the yeah. lighter side, but length and athleticism. You know, DeAndre Ayton, uh, James Weissman coming out of the draft, right? This kind of lanky, long guys, multi-dimensional offensively, not just like traditional throw it 
Shaq in the post, can step out, take a long two, has a little bit of a three-point range, but then on the other end can defend the bigs and also protect the rim. And, and that's has, where you see that with, with Giannis. Yeah, and he has those like those strong muscle drives like you see from LeBron yes. that we don't see from Kevin Durant. They're just kind of like a little bit of lower in the shoulder, a little bit of just like bully ball and using like your actual strength to get to the rim. 100%, yep. Yeah. Um, and we are kicking ass tonight. Fucking it nice. up, baby. No doubts. Eh, I had a few doubts. All right. Raptors fight back to tie the series um, with the Celtics. So game seven happens tomorrow on Friday. This is what happened by all the time. Everybody listened to it. So we'll keep it short and sweet, but I want two bullet points. I want you to say who you think is going to win the series. Did Celtics let this slide through their fingers? Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they had a perfect opportunity up 3-2 to close it out. Double OT. Great, insane game. Well, because they, they started, they also started out 2-0, right? Yeah, they did start out, right, exactly, yes. They started out 2-0. It's important distinction, let two games go back, then one, and split the next two. Um, it's one of those things where this is really coming down to, I, I like both of these teams. This is a young and upcoming Celtics yeah. team that, you know, it, even though Kemba's a proven veteran, hasn't really won in the playoffs, neither has Tatum or Brown but you've got gritty guys and Marcus smart who are like championship contributors. Marcus smart is that type of personality. Um, then you've got the proven veterans and the, and the championship DNA and fucking Sayakam, Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Saul. That's a great point. Yeah, you're right. These both these, and I just hop in real fast. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. such an excellent point. It's just like, there's no, It'd be hard to hate. I mean, unless you're a Laker fan or whatever, but it'd be really hard to hate either of these teams because it is like it's a gritty Celtics that seem like they're there a little too early, yep. but they're still getting it done. They're fun to watch and they have that confidence and that swagger. And then we have like the Raptors that are like, fuck off everybody. Like we are defending champions. We lost one part of this puzzle, but it doesn't mean like the puzzle's put back in the box and we're starting from scratch. Great. Yeah. The this is like a classic the you have to earn your stripes game right in the play in the nba playoffs this dates back to the 70s to the 80s when we watched our teams you know the pistons with the bucks and then the celtics the bulls with the pistons you know they had to learn how to win against the the guys who had the chip who had the the piece on the mantle and this game is what we have right here in a game seven it's a great game seven because i don't i mean ultimately if I'm if I was a betting man right now, just feeling the energy of that series, I'm liking the Raptors on a slight margin, right? And yeah. this will be one of those things where we'll we might look back at this. But I just I love Kyle Lowry. I think Siakam is a good fit. It's kind of got the yips out of him from last year. Gasol has been in a lot of big games, and then um, you've got Van Vliet who is unconscious, doesn't care about anything and Powell and Ojanobi, who are, are two great guys. I think they just have the slightest bit of edge and swagger to take them over the hump. But this is, this is if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a fan of the NBA, this is the perfect game for the Celtics and that young core to be a part of. They need to experience this because then next year comes and happens, and maybe they make that ascension next because they needed these losses and how to play in these games and that experience to, to season them for next year. 
yeah, this all kind of sounds like bullshit, but whenever you get that season or that uh, that game seven on your resume, like you're yeah. going to grow as a team, like whichever way it happens, because it's just like those are just fucking – we watch them so many times. Those are just different fucking games. Yeah, they are. People people get fucking so tight in that game and, and because they want it so bad. It's not because it's nerves. Yeah. It's, they just want it so bad, and now they're in this spot. You, you need to live in that environment. I, we were watching the, the not to go into the NFL realm, but they were talking about, you know, Mahomes growing up in the locker room with his dad being a professional baseball player. And there is something to, to, to say about just the experience and being in it. So when the first time you get to your professional experience, you're not like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, not knowing what it is. Same thing with Steph Curry. Those moments were never so big for him because he always kind of grew up in it. And same thing with Game 7s. Those teams, those Bulls and those Pistons teams, grew up in those pivotal clutch Game 7s, got all the way to the brink, and then once they got enough of that maturation understanding of what it means to, to be in and experience that, they weren't too, it wasn't too big for them. Oh yeah, that I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I've done 133 podcasts. Fuck Don't yeah. want the podcast too big for us. I know. First yeah. podcast seven. I was just like, "What's up? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we Let's talking about? Game time. What do we lose the podcast? How does this work? No, nope, we're just right. gonna do eight next week. Um, all right, let's hop into the inbox. Um, got have a drink. If 2020 was a cocktail, what would the ingredients be and recipe to make it? Finger. Um. I would go if 2020 was a drink. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go three wise men. Was that it good? Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's, it's fucking make me vomit. That's yeah. what it is. Three, the three Johnny, uh, what is it? Johnny Walker. It's jo- Johnny Walker, Jim, Jim Beam, Jack and Daniels. Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Someone bought that for me on my 21st birthday. I, 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 I kept it down as a champ, but that's, that, that's a make you vomit shot. Yeah, I remember getting a shot. I think it was probably that when I first visited LA. I think it was a sophomore in college. I think it was like 22, and I was at the Standard Hotel. Ooh. And Young uh, B on the city? Yeah. So the difference between like New York and LA, and I hadn't been in New York yet at this point, or if it was, it was for briefly, but. At, like New York is just kind of like the bars open to like four, four fifteen a.m. Four thirty is kind of late. Get out of here. Like the bars in L.A. are just like one thirty, last call. Let's wrap it up and let's get the fuck out. Oh yeah. And so like it was like one fifty, and then um, I was just like, I and I obviously didn't need one, but I was like, I, can we get like another drink? And the bartender, what a piece of shit. He was like. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. Like you just have to slam it down. And it was the worst fucking drink I ever. You know what? That's 2020. 2020 yeah. is that. 2020 is the bar rag drink. Where oh my God. Rinse it up. That's what 2020, 2020 was the shot that I got in my sophomore year of college in LA. Cause it was like, don't look at it. Don't taste it. So you don't know what's going on. You're kind of excited. Right. It's on the house. So like, you're looking forward to 2020, you're gaining a little momentum. Like you've already had a good time in 2018 and 2019. You're just like, I'm rounded the corner now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, it just comes up to you and it's just like, boom. And you're just like, I was not expecting that. I wouldn't guessed it for a million years. Right. And then after that shot, quarantine immediately. Quarantine. Wake up, feel like shit. You die. I, oh my God, I had to quarantine in my hotel because I was vomiting all fucking day. <laughs> this is fitting. Oh, thanks for helping me find this. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do have a joke. The way you make the 2020 drink is it's all prepared and ready to go by about 10 a.m. And then you just stare at it until 5 p.m. trying to keep your balls <laughs> off of it. <laughs> That's how you make that, bro. Um, okay. Mom jeans. We all know what mom jeans look like. In fact, young college girls are starting to wear them as fashion. 
what's the equivalent of dad jeans and can those be fashionable again or were they never fashionable Ooh, dad jeans uh is this businessman like is this your like the kind of the fat guy you're shaped a little bit like a bowling ball and then you have the button uh that comes over there and it's actually the suspenders holding the pants up oh okay yeah, that's one pants. version of it i was i was thinking wranglers but the real faded denim right the denim wash oh, yeah. with dad jeans but dad jeans are always you gotta have like the the icy white new balances like cuffed up in there t-shirt tucked in right this might not be a dad this might be just a dad look in general not my look yeah. by the way here's the problem here's the problem with like mom jeans whatever like coming back is fashionable there's something weird about a dude can look cool put on jeans that look nice like yeah, obviously yeah. stay up with the times if skinny jeans i know you were never doing skinny jeans because i think it's like like just impossible with how physics work exactly but yeah they haven't ever... they haven't found a fiber that would bind tight <laughs> enough around my thighs but there's something weird about like a guy in his late 30s and he's just like these jeans cost 300 dollars. like like here's the thing with dudes like dudes and dads like the jeans just kind of not need to show up on the radar they don't need to stand out mm -hmm. but they also like they, they shouldn't like grab attention like they just need to be like oh yeah he's wearing jeans that fit him and then do something with the shirt get your peacock on with the shirt do whatever fashionable you want to do upstairs but like jeans don't overthink it i see i'd be I, it's real yes you're right and this is a good this is actually a brilliant point because if you're peacocking too much with the shirt and the jeans now you're looking like you're trying too hard you look like the dude 100%. from tiger king the one that stole the thing <laughs> that guy right like ed hardy affliction t-shirts mixed with jeans that have like too many pre-designed holes and rivets on the side you know yeah. what i mean like real expensive jeans there's just yeah there's just too much going on like a yeah. topical math map it's just like what is like okay it's yeah. like all the whole is just like slow down but you also as a dad you don't want to go the other direction just go like 501s the ones that are just like these are like starched and sturdy. Like they could stand up on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like no, no wear to them, no give to them. They just look like, uh, you know, just really stiff pair of jeans. They don't, they don't, they don't feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. I will say this too. If we can real do, uh, do a real quick tangent. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's talk dad shorts. And there's actually a compliments to dad. Like I'm, I never thought I wanted like the shorts above my knees, like almost three quarter thigh down. That three-quarter thigh up, relaxed audience. I know you're Three-quarter all... thigh down. This is a real half-glass full borderline <laughs> showing my nuts. I know, okay, right? okay. So, so, yeah, it's just closest to the knee. But, yeah, like, yeah, three-quarters okay. down towards the knee. Everybody's picturing me in some short shorts. I know, man. Ooh, what's up? Um, but, yeah. But I thought you weren't a short guy, though. I thought you didn't wear shorts. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not. But I, this is just for swim trunks. I am not a short guy. But I'm saying, like, now when I buy swim trunks, I get them, like, healthily above the knee while right. in high school like i was obsessed with like board shorts like yes, you had to that was have the thing baggy shorts below the knee absolutely you could thank my fat five for that yeah baggy shorts, that, baby. that's i would say that's a bad look on dads if you have like if you're still rocking board shorts like let's yeah especially too if you let them like hang down too yeah, far exactly right? no, no one's like, wanting to see you do, your doing doing jaeger bombs dad why don't we get this fucking get this right, thing together? right 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 I'm glad. Um, I like it. I'm good. I'm good on, I'm good on the board shorts. I'm going full 
I'm going full Umbros. Remember Umbros? <laughs> I remember. I remember trying to iron a pair of Umbros, and that's when I learned that you can't iron what well, was nylon. Nylon, yeah. Ray, what was it, rayon, nylon? You, yeah. You, you try to look crisp in your Umbros? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was ironing them. An immediate mistake. That iron yeah. had to be thrown out because there was just like blue Umbro debris all I just over. see young Brand Brandon. Where's the Umbro setting on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Sizzle. Um, all right, best pairing. Let's talk a little food, bro. All right, what food and drink go best together? Margarita and taco, red wine and steak, tea and biscuits, Bloody Mary and a burger, ice cream and water, sake and sushi, coffee and a donut, bourbon and Luxardo cherry, beer and pizza, purple dragon and Marcus Russell. Well, they were quite a pairing that didn't end out well. That might be a drink right there. Jamarcus Russell purple drink is the drink of 2020. 2020, yeah, yeah, for sure. It did not pan out. Came in with a lot of confidence. It was just like play by my own rules and disaster. Uh, Okay, so can we eliminate some? There's not a lot of, like margarita and taco. I don't like washing down a taco with a margarita. No, no, no. I would much prefer a beer. You know, like I get a, it. Like I'll have a margarita when I'm sitting there, but it's like margarita isn't like uh, like I'm pairing this with food. Right, right. No, I like I like a margarita with a with a regular Mexican dish, not a taco. I, I like a taco with like a beer. I can do that. That's about the extent of it, right? But I, a margarita, I might just even have just one because you're you're thinking a margarita is too tangy, right? Might might sully the meal. Yeah, there's something about I don't know. This is kind of contradictory because I'm just like, oh, there's something about like a sweet drink, but I do like you know i'll have like a diet coke with like my fast food so it's right. just that can't necessarily be the truth right right, right. i don't know just in jump well definitely let's eliminate tea and biscuits let's that one that, that one was odd yeah who's okay. first off who's eating when was the last time you ate a biscuit i don't know i think he's just trying to be worldly like a yeah world don't 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 fancy this don't up try so hard. don't yeah. try so hard like right. we're, like we're garbage people we understand what this is <laughs> Keep it simple. um bloody mary and a burger i still like washing down a burger with tomato juice that has me out. Like, I, I know these things happen in the same course of a meal, but it's yeah. like the drink is almost like an appetizer. Bloody Mary and Philly cheesesteaks go for me together because it's oh, wow. a cure-all for hangovers when I was in college. We'd go to the green spot, get a super greasy Philly cheesesteak and a Bloody Mary, and then four hours later, you're right as rain. Yeah. Okay, ice cream and water. I'm just putting that out. We'll talk ice cream later. But if water is a second pairing in anything, Snoresville. No, so much cooler things going on. on I just admit, how gross is your mouth after a big scoop of ice cream and then wash it down with some water? Gross. You drink more. Okay, so red wine and steak had that tonight. So that's it. Yeah, that's a hundred percenter. That that is my. Before I saw this list, I was like, if this isn't on here, like I'm gonna have to do just a like an amendment. Like Mm -hmm. red wine and steak is my absolutely like, and I like them. I like the red wine washing down my steak. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's good. It's great pairing. Absolutely very good pairing. You're not going to find arguments on that. The only, the second to me is, is beer and pizza just because it's like classic, right? The one does not impact the other, whereas yeah. steak and red wine, they accentuate each other, which is nice. Okay, so here's my problem with beer and pizza. I feel a little gross and fat afterwards. So here's, I did, that, that's my number three. My number two is I'm definitely going to go sake and sushi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I love like you get like there's something when you sit down at the sushi table and you're just cooking and it's just like 
let's refill this sake, get yeah. me another like large Sapporo. Yeah, we are gonna do another set of rolls. Let's get those going. Like what are we talking? We got bacon wrapped shrimp. Let's pop that over. Oh, my sake's <laughs> empty again. Let's get that down. Like bacon that is the sushi, sushi experience sometimes feels that like you're like at an auction where you just like it just hands are going up and you feel like you're overbidding and it's just like a third set of like you're losing track of how many rolls you ordered and some like, guy in front of you is talking, you don't understand what he's saying. You're like, just keep it coming, exactly, man. Exactly. And somehow like every roll is a dollar fifty. You're there on happy hour, but you get the tab and you spent like two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. in fucking like forty five minutes. Like sushi's quite crazy like that yeah, yeah so saki doesn't travel no i'm just kidding um <laughs> oh yeah good call yeah, right right um no, no no i the only thing that i would i would elevate the saki for me i feel like i for whatever reason i feel like i get drunk harder on saki faster mm. and then when you mix in raw fish like that to me it's an so i don't like to do too much i do like the saparos i like to keep it tight on that not that i have a weak constitution but I feel like too much sake, I might get out away from myself. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So you you can be playing with fire a little bit. Like you're exactly yeah. right with like the fish and throwing in because you kind of have like it's also you're mixing alcohols, but it's you're just like sake. Okay, like it's not really you know it doesn't have it's not like thirty five percent alcohol or like like you find like a forty yeah. percent like a vodka or something. So you're just like it's sake. Like I can just keep pounding these, but you're kind of just drinking two different alcohols right next to each other. And I don't have my sake legs, right? I, I got my beer legs very early and often. Wine, I got it. Even margaritas, even mixed drinks, all for it. Hard drinks. But sake, it's a, it's a little uncharted water, if you will. I don't know where it is. I get out on that buoy. I'm out out there, and I'm feeling a little shaky at times. It's a different so, buzz for sure. Yeah, it's a different yeah. buzz. Yeah. Like there's something nice about returning the buzz, you know. Um, all right, that's absolutely fantastic list. Um, okay, that's enough. They got it. We're cleaning it out. Yeah. Minus your ice cream and water. Come on. Don't get cute. Ice cream and water. But good work. Keep them coming. You guys have got an email for us. MABSportsPodcast at gmail.com. All right. Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. All right, let's dig into this. Uh, top three ice creams, probably a 70% chance that we've done this before, but we shall do it again. Um, let's switch it up a little bit. So as a kid, were you a cone guy or put it in a cup? Definitely a cone guy. Definitely a cone guy. Yeah, cone was a commitment. Cone is just like, it, there's no break. Yeah, it's no, like, no, no. You got to keep it coming. Moving. Got to go. Little balance act, uh, doing cones before you're actually cones are a little bit like getting your learner's permit to drive. Like it happens a little too early. Like you're we, just like kind of here you go, figure it out, and then you're like the first few times you're you just covered in ice. Cream. Hot mess. We did the we just did over the weekend with the kids when we were talking to you, we were driving around and we went afterwards, got a little ice cream, midday ice cream, nothing better than that treat. Both did cones, waffle cones, yeah, dipped on the outside with sprinkles, so they like chocolate dip the top in filled it with ice cream getting into it it's immediately running down 2.0's hands it's a mess it's getting into the napkin that they gave to hold around it so now that's sticking yeah she's yeah. not really liking that vibe that's right no then okay. does the the worst idea ever cone's not all the way down hasn't even munched it look i look away for two seconds 
bites the tip of the cone off. Now we got to come in and go in. Oh, now yeah. it's just a fucking avalanche oh, yeah. of ice cream. And I'm like, you know, you got to suck that out. She's getting upset because she still wants to lick. It's dripping all over the place. Yeah. Absolute mess. Yeah. But it's, it was, again, it was her ice cream game seven. That's where she needed to be. Next time we come back yeah, to this, she she's going she's gonna to send to the championship level. She needs the reps. She exactly. needs the reps. That's a great point. So is this like nerve, like bringing him into the car? What's that? No, no, no. We there is an outside like patio table. We uh, yeah. okay because like eating in the, eating in the car is not on the. Oh no no! no. If we were gonna take that home, we would get like we would do, uh, cup, and then the cone topped over mm-hmm. into that, and then they can kind of mash it up and make a mess if we're bringing it home. But yeah, yeah, training wheels. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. Sure. That's what I did because also like if you got tired or like sometimes a, like guys cones aren't being made in like tesla factories like they're just kind of whipping these motherfuckers up and like who yeah. knows what the cracks are or the stress points are and if like something goes wrong with that cone and sure. you already have just kind of the lit fuse of the dynamite that is the sun working on the actual ice cream like you, you didn't enjoy your treat right there's no there's no quality inspector 16 looking at these remember when you see the little sticker in your jeans or where like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. there's no one doing that for cones people oh, be careful yeah. out there um, Are you waffle right, cone or sugar cone? Sorry, I, I want to get going here. Oh, that's good. Uh, no, I graduated to waffle cone because waffle cone to me was kind of like um, when you ditched the actual trapper keeper that had the color paintings on it and you actually went for like the mead zip up trapper keeper. Like it was that's... a little bit of just like, I'm a grown up now. Yeah, you're high school. Like, I don't give, give me that full. I remember we like we used to go for the two scoops and I was just like, there's there's no way this is gonna work out. Like two scoops <laughs> and a waffle cone. It's just like this is Yeah. This is and you're disaster. those guys when they're they're mashing it in there, you're yeah. breaking that cone somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where it is. It's definitely a trap. And overfilling because eventually you're just like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm kinda done with ice cream. And it's not like a like a bag of Oreos where you just like have a few and then you throw it back in a cabinet and come right. back to <laughs> right. it's just like you're you're pot committed. Thank you for giving <laughs> me this trash now. What am I going to do with this? Um, all right. On my number three, I put Jamocha Almond Fudge. I tried to rock out with a little bit of different options. This is from Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. I think there's always a place where you – maybe we can start saving these for other Nias. Fuck it. We'll squeeze yeah. it in here because we've already done this one once. So this will be like one and a half subjects. Uh, where you like Dairy Queen, Baskin Robbins. Dairy Queen, Dairy Deluxe. The cheapo knockoff next to my oh, wow. house growing up, that's the one we rock. So I was definitely more of a Dairy Queen guy than Baskin Robbins. Wasn't too many in my in my neck of the woods. So yeah, it's always Queen. nice when you, when you have a knockoff name, but it's actually like higher ranking. Like right, right. they call ourselves Dairy King. It's just like that's fucked up. Like it's cheaper, we're original. <laughs> right, right, exactly. All right, Dairy Monarch. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh all right what do you got for your number three so ben and jerry's makes a like a cinnamon roll ice cream that's cinnamon flavored and it's got these little chunks of like they're not it's not really cinnamon rolls it's like kind of like a sugary thing it's fucking amazing it's probably like 900 calories in a little like quart yes it it is is. fucking delicious you know you know why just made me think of this because i have a ben and jerry's on my list do you know why we know all Ben and Jerry's flavors. No, because they, they go fucking hard. 
Because you always have to reach into that thing and move the other 30 fucking flavors you don't want. <laughs> so you're just, just like, you always see those same flavors. You're just like, what, Stephen Colbert has an ice cream flavor? Yeah, like, I was just going to say, thanks, Americone. I don't want it. <laughs> not what I'm going for. Not what I'm going for. Right. Just like, oh, my God. Summer. You actually make a pralines and cream with a Snoresville. It's like Cherry Garcia keep fruit out of my ice cream. And you're just like tossing those over. And the guy that's got to reload those has to be super pissed. Yeah, very good uh all right how do i score it uh jamokin almond fudge i definitely only want one scoop of that in a cone i'm going to say that i have 38 minutes to finish it that sounds long that sounds too long i'm gonna say that is too long. yeah you're really uh, savoring that ice cream it's turning into soup afterwards yeah 16 and then you're saving about 30 cents from going from the actual dairy queen to Dairy. is it supreme dairy uh dairy deluxe very deluxe. I forgot about it because my hilarious joke. All right, thirty to sixteen. All right, uh, number two. I put Neapolitan ice cream in honor oh, of yeah, the- yeah, now, hell yeah. I'm kissing my own podcast's ass. What do you think about that? Ooh man, I, now I almost want to pivot and just take this L now, um, but it won't because I'm a true professional. 133 pods prove it. Yeah. Uh, Talentia, I think that's how you say it. Salted mm-hmm. caramel and chocolate chip. It's amazing. What is this? It's they come in the see-through plastic okay. uh, like jars called Talentia. Yeah. Screw top, looks high-end, a little bit more expensive than your Ben and Jerry's or your <laughs> Hagen Doss or whatever. And it's like a, a nice size, like simple container. See-through, you can see what you're looking at. Talentia, T-A-L-E-N-T-A, and it's salted caramel with a chocolate chip that's got like a little of that caramel inside the chocolate chip. Oh wow, that's nice. I guess I was always thinking though. I guess I was thinking those were halos, like because Halo has those. Halos aren't see-through, but oh. they have the like slightly less than a pint. Yeah, yeah. that's you the know? that's the it's one that's the that. like the not the keto one, is it? Or is that the one that's like the? It's like the, good for you, like yeah. Good. yeah. Shut the fuck up, Brandon. But it's just like it has like a few less calories because I think it's just smaller. <laughs> They're like right. smaller serving, same price. That's uh, the bullshit that people do with that, with the serving stuff, where it's like, oh, look, 30% less calories. It's like, uh, it's also like 60% the size I, of what I'm expecting. And I think we've talked about this too. Like the Ben and Jerry's pints, like if you're the kind of person, and I am that you take the top off the Ben and Jerry's pint and then you immediately throw it in the trash can, like you, there's another commitment. Because you're just like, I don't need, this is single serving. I'm not going to need to put it back in the freezer. I'm just going to plow through this. Yeah. Dr. Mrs. The Commission and I have stopped going. Like I would go and I'd get two flavors of Ben and Jerry's, right? And then yeah. we would like mix and match between them. And then we were like, we're just ingesting way more calories. So now we've just gone to getting one. If we do get ice cream and then we just split that, we work off. But that's good. Yeah. It feels yeah, like it's... I'm doing less damage that way, which I am technically, but. Yeah. Because I think I was hitting about. 80% of that pint if I wasn't throwing away the lid. And then you just kind of like, you eat 20% of it the next time you have it. Or you're out shopping, you're just like, well, I'm kind of out of ice cream. So I better pick another one up. Right. Exactly. Like I'm stored. I mean, my supply is low, so I might as well get it. If my memory serves. All right, Neapolitan. In honor of the showdown, uh, so we've done 133 podcasts. I'm giving myself 133 points. Um, and then your ice cream is a about i'm gonna say 30 percent smaller than a pint to make everybody feel like they're getting 30 percent smaller and 30 percent more expensive 30 percent 20 percent so 50 points 
but whatever. I'm in the I'm in the lead. All right, here's my number one with the bullet. No question. Absolutely it. Okay. Ben and Jerry's half bake. Like there is Okay. It's amazing to me, like, this is debatable, and there's another, actually, ice cream on the list. This is kind of a cheat, so if you really pushed me, right. you got me backed into a corner, I would have to kind of say that I am naming two flavors, but it does come in one pint. Half-baked, if you're not sure, it's a Ben & Jerry's. It has the uh, – it's chocolate ice cream. It also it has the, the little brownie bites, little yes. fudge bits in there. I want to be specific, brownie bites, not fudge bit, but like brownie bites. Right. And then the chocolate chip cookie dough, little circles. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. It's a real fun trip. It's real fucking, that's a real calorie packer right there, my friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, it, this made me think of something we were talking about because I was saying that we, we share pints all the time, which we do. You don't experience this not sharing pints. And this is not to, you know, to, to say anything other than the fact that I actually, don't like sharing a pints because I like, I do a skim approach on the top to be equitable. Whereas other people will go and start digging like the, the yeah. fudge bits out or the cookie yeah. dough. And that really makes me upset because now you're cherry picking, right? The ice cream. Yeah. I think oh, you but, should just yeah. skim across the top. If you catch a nugget of flavor of something that you get, it, it's yours, but don't go digging after it. Don't go digging after it. And this is where, your single serving approach is superior to me splitting a pint. I'm not splitting any more pints is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's over. Back to, back to two pints. Right. Back to like, I have no choice. My hands are tied. My hands are tied. I, can't I don't like splitting one else with my pint. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting scores. You've gotten 12 cookie dough bits. I have only gotten six. This is unfair. Yeah. Um, you're going to win this one because yours encompasses mine. Mine is I love vanilla ice cream with, cookie dough chocolate chip cookie dough the little chocolate chip flakes the cookie dough bites there's yeah. nothing better it is fantastic i will do it all day every day but like you said yours is in mine is in yours plus the brownie bites which is who's not gonna who's not gonna vibe out on a brownie bite in the middle of their ice cream yeah, I know. It's just like you went to buy like a Porsche and they were just like, hey, here's this Camaro also. You just right. like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I guess I'll take both yeah, of these. Like, sure. How we're selling things. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, it's super rare that you actually announced me as the winner. So I'm not going to look a gift <laughs> horse at the mouth. I'm going to take that and not press my luck. Um, all right. Good work, Brandon. And looking forward to when we do this again around episode 210. Ranking yeah. our top three ice cream flavors. It's a Neapolitan showdown. Uh, if you guys got ideas for us, obviously hit us up. All right, we do have a little time for Brandon to Gambling Corner. Bring me to that jam. Okay, the FanDuel Super Pool. Let's let the people know where, what it is, and then I got a proposal of a system on how we decide what we're going to pay. Are you participating with me? Of course. Okay. Okay, we're doing it together. Okay. okay. Uh, top prize. So this is on FanDuel. Top prize is 250K. Um, you buy in. So it's basically you have to – you're picking against the spread. Yeah. 70 games. A total of 70 games from week four 
to week 17. So it doesn't start until week four. So Ooh, that's an average, that's an average of five picks a week. Here's the thing though, unlike the super contest, which is uh, in Las Vegas, the famous pick em contest that you do in Vegas. Uh, this one's actually, you could do 10 one week and then two and then 16 and then zero, zero. And then four, like, it doesn't have to be, it has to average five, but it has to be five every week. So you could, you know, you just have to find your best 70 in yes. a span of what is it? 16 or 12 weeks. Is it yeah. week four to, to 17? Yeah. Week four to 13 weeks, 13, 13 weeks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why our system has to be locked solid too, because, you know, we aren't trying to find the five games we agree on like right. you would do for the Vegas super contest we're like there might be some weeks where we're just like man like we are seeing eye to eye on like eight games and feeling very strong about them yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i i still like kind of leaning towards averaging for five because uh, you shouldn't get too cocky and you know it's it's very hard to like go well, and that's the thing you said it's an average of five per week because yeah. if you deviate and you're like well i only like three this week I definitely find two somewhere else later on. So you start toward, if you kick that can down the road, you're going to be pressing on a few later on. Yeah, exactly. I definitely wouldn't get behind. The only thing I would do is if maybe you're just like, man, I'm really feeling these fucking seven right here. Or it also, it is the website's kind of weird too, is if there's an injury happening, at least it was like this last year, like it doesn't actually um, like a Vegas book, like quickly moves. Right. Like this will kind of be locked into the number because they everyone has to pick for the same number and you can pick Thursday night games. So if something weird happens, like a quarterback gets announced, he's not starting like, you know, after Thursday, after the numbers locked in on the actual pick em site, then yes. the Vegas, the Vegas number will change. Like if Mahomes didn't start this game right here. So it's the chiefs. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Great. Chiefs, chiefs fared by nine tonight. And it's uh, let's act like it was a Sunday night game. But so that comes out, that's locked in on Thursday. So people can start because some people pick Thursday night games and you have to do all the games at the same time. So you lock in, you know, Chiefs uh, minus nine. And then it comes out like Saturday that Mahomes isn't playing. Like he's taking the game off, like something fucked up. So now you're still locked in at Chiefs minus nine. That Vegas line is going to move to like Chiefs by two. Right. Probably like one and a half, two. So you're locked in that, and then everybody kind of gets an advantage on you because they're picking like they're picking at one and a half. Right, right, right. So when do you have to get your p- picks in before the game kicks off, or everyone is getting in on that Thursday? Before the games kick off on Sunday. So that's why I've listened to other podcasts, and it's so strategically um, strategically puts you at a disadvantage to pick on Thursday. Th- Thursday, right. So it's almost like you throw all the Thursday games out. Like it's basically, it's never worth like falling in love with a Thursday game because you have to put, you know, your five picks in or whatever and something could happen and fuck up like a Sunday pick. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. And I think we'll be doing that. Like we're not going to. Yeah, yeah. we're going to throw the Thursday games out anyways because it's a gambling shit show and it's also a football shit show too. 100%. Yeah. So we'll get those out. Uh, Yeah, so that's. That and, we're just, that? And, we're, and we're picking against the spread and that's a great thing so 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 walk me through a little bit and i don't want to give away the winning strategy so tm this but do we put together like the like a spreadsheet to see what the lines open up because the lines when 
when are those lines officially coming out? Are they coming out on that Monday or or Sun or for the for that for that week? Are they coming out that Monday or Tuesday? That's that's a good question. Like when they actually drop when FanDuel for this purpose drops the lines. Yes. Like when they're released. Yeah. Um yeah. It'd be like Monday or Tuesday, right? It'd have to be because it's gotta be before that Thursday game. So yeah, I, th- I think it's Tuesday they'd want to get close. And I think that's pretty consistent with even though now like you get fucking, you know, there's probably week two Sunday lines available if you really had to see them. So we would want to look at fan dual fan line opening line Tuesday. We'd write yeah. all 16 or, you know, whatever the number of games are that week. And then we would want to monitor and trust your like, and just, I'm walking through this, look at our closest comparable book sports book that we think is like an accurate one. Right. So like your, your, your mainstays, right. Your Caesars, your, your big ones there, and then watch the deviations and where those things move from. Right. That'll give us an indicator. Inherently we'll have our first kind of opening salvo instincts go. I like that Ravens, you know, m- minus three against the Patriots, right. Or whatever. Yeah. You can sum it up. But then as it moves, we can see fluctuation. Okay. We can see where the money's going and we can see where public you know, consensus is going, right? Yeah. And there's a website like that. There's basically a Vegas website that lines up like all the, just like the, the Westgate, like the okay. um, whatever, like Caesars, like all the books. And then it lists like opening line and then it lists how much it moved. So that's always like a quick thing. So in a perfect order, what I would do is like, I, you know, we don't do it on the podcast because Bill Simmons has been doing it for like 12 years. It's, it's a great segment. We're not trying to rip them off for like 20 years or something, but right. a good goal to see how much you like a line is try to figure out what you think the line should be before you actually look at the spread. Right. And then that's usually like a quick, like, okay, that pops a rocket. And then it's just like, okay, like why is this off so fucking much? And like, right, right, right. why, why do I like this? What, what am I missing? Cause sometimes you look back and you'd be like, Oh shit. Okay. Well the Raiders have been on the road for like th- three weeks in a row. Like they're right. probably fucking traveling a lot. So maybe, maybe I'm a little off. Maybe this number doesn't make sense. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to, for me, as like you said, it's just, you're watching those lines, you're looking at those lines and then the unexpected, right? Saturday announcement, somebody tweaks an ankle in practice, right? The wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play for the, for the Cardinals this week. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. Or then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I have a ton of value in this play, especially if we're, we're evaluating quarterbacks too, because that's going to be something that's going to swing that line incredibly. Yeah. So I think right now here, here's what I like kind of going into it. Um, I was thinking that we would do, we would rank our top seven games, okay. like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, so it's picking games we like. If you don't like seven, then don't put seven. If you're just like the rest of these are fucking coin flips to me, I'm just putting four. Like that's all I can. That's all I like. I absolutely, because that's what we got to protect ourselves from. Like, not making picks just for. I mean, it becomes a problem if we're only finding three we really like week after week after week. Right. But you should push your find yourself. And I think giving, like my number one pick gets seven points. Your number one pick gets seven points. My number okay. two gets six. Your number two gets six. And then find a good average. Like, I think, you know, if it almost feels something like if one pick is in the double digits, then that goes on the card. Yeah. Yep. That's a definite lock, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Because so basically, if, we're basically doing cookie dough and brownie bites, bringing them together. And just putting it together. That's right. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how to announce these. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's always, it's always hard on the pod because 
uh, we drop on Mondays because that's when the audience demands demands they got to get out of their Garfield mood and get something positive to kick off this week. So we got to drop on Monday, but maybe it's an Instagram thing to get our our picks. Um, all right, bro. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, so obviously, we're not going to be starting that for uh, another three weeks. So stand by. We'll talk exactly. to you. Wait on pins and needles. Um, all right, brother. Who you got for your MVP? I did Tom Brady. I listened to a podcast he was on, the um, Armchair Expert, Dax. Oh. Podcast. Ooh, a little I, mash of my two favorite dudes. Well, not oh, including right. UB. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. brother. Thanks. Um, he sounded cool. He doesn't sound like a tough hang. I don't know why I always – I don't know. There's always something like disingenuous. Like I saw about him, like just kind of like with this is how I get my hair cut and just like his GQ spreads. But he actually like, I don't know. He didn't sound like, didn't sound like a tool. It was, it was a good interview. He said, I like it. I like it. Old, old hot dog fingers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just good to like at this age, I can pivot my opinion about somebody. I can, you know, I can continue to grow. Yeah. Look at you. Growth. I'm, so maybe I'm, I'm my MVP. There you go. Knock Tom Brady off. Brandon Delaney MVP. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, now you're challenging me to make you my MVP as well, too. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go uh, – fuck it. No, I'm going Brandon Delaney. You're killing it, <laughs> B. You're my MVP this week, man. Look at you in our, our Orlando making Orlando oh, bro no. puds. God damn, bro. Oh, you're God. living life. So hard. Put everything – moved out of New York like the day before this – yesterday morning. Moved out of New York, put everything in the pod flew down here to shoot the pod shows up in LA it's been yeah I'll take you know I'll take this one I'll take an MVP exactly. what do you think about yeah, that yeah yeah I no fucking the audience are right there they're ah, they're no. cheering they're going nuts That's right no fucking living humility. life no 2020 ain't got room for false humility guys this has been the MAB sports podcast episode 133 you want to chat with us shoot us an email at MAB sports podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening I am Brandana why don't you sign yourself off most awesome audience you've listened to episode 133 where we had chalk full of new segments and a neapolitan from 13 months ago Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.